Welcome, sports fans, to the next great podcast surrounding the NFL. It's the latest catch. I'm Brent Labonte, the founder, and our partner with one of my great friends, Bryson Mercier. Today, we'll go over popular news, topics, headlines, and predictions for this upcoming week. Obviously, before we start, make sure to let other people know and continue to follow the process. Every listener matters. Well, today, me and Bryson join each other uh, in the Latest Catch podcast. We are together for the first time in, in quite a while. It's been probably a little over nine months. So, BT's home. Uh, maybe, maybe Christmas. You know, you don't mind. You're right. We had some Christmas episodes DeMar, together. DeMar Hamlin, we were together for that. Yeah, you're right. So, this is the first time in, I guess, a couple months, a little, uh, a little short stint without each other. But uh, we'll be back here for the next couple months during the summer. Uh, be able to crank out some podcasts, probably a couple episodes a week if we can. Um, we have a good little episode in store today. New uh, segment. Yeah, new, new, new segment, segment at the alert. end. So, I mean, there's not too much NFL news going on just because of the draft just got just got done. And they'll be just be fighting for some spots there. They'll start at 90 players, work their way down to 53. And the season is in full swing, which is when me and you will be um, attacking the NFL season mostly. But we're going to start today off with some MLB Pick'em like we normally do. Hopefully you guys have been following along. Last week I went 2-1, and one, BT went 1-2, and two, so I'm gaining a game there on you. What What is the overall standings right now? You are 9-13, and 13, I am 10-12. and 12. Okay. So I'm sneaking out that right. one-game lead right now. So tonight the final game is the Cardinals and the Red Sox. They are about to finish up here, and they're in the top of the eighth. So we'll have to hop over to May 15th's game which is Monday, tomorrow. Um, we're going to start off with some early games. We're going to go with the Mets and the Nationals. Mets at 20 and 21. The Nationals are 17 and 23. Who is your pick? I'm going to go with the Mets here. I like the Mets. I, You know, they didn't get a no-run first inning in the last game they played, but that's okay. That's okay. We're going to go with them. They're scoring runs, obviously. So I like the Mets. I'm going to go with the Mets as well. They were in a little slump there. Your Tigers swept them, actually. And I I completely I, – I was actually on the Mets side. I was, I was completely on the New York side of things. But your Tigers won some games there against them. Now I understand that this team, I believe they spent the most money in their, um, in their pitching rotation out of all teams. They have the most um, salary spent toward their uh, pitching staff. So – that pitching staff is going to have to start rolling. Now, Peterson's on the mound. He's got a 7.68 ERA. He's struggling. But Patrick Corbin of the Nationals, he is not pitching good either. He got paid a bunch of money there in Washington. I just do not see this Washington team um, really stacking up like best on best with the, with the Mets. I think the Mets are, are a better team overall. So me and you are both in agree on the first game. The second game we are going to have here. Is the Atlanta Braves, which are twenty five and fifteen, taking on the twenty five and fifteen Rangers? These guys are both knotted up. Uh, the pitcher for the Rangers is to be determined, and the ace Charlie Morton is on the mound. He's one of their better pitchers there in the rotation. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I'm going to go Texas. There I'm going to go with the Rangers. I like it. They're being sneaky. The, no, no designated it, it could starting be a, pitcher tonight. It, it could, could be a bullpen, bullpen game. It bullpen would, game. It's been pretty common with some teams. Some teams have gone a bullpen game, and um, which is not a bad idea. 
You just got to hope that your guys are on their A game, and usually your rotation guys are your better pitchers. So if, if they can go one inning, two inning stints of scoreless ball, your team's probably going to win, and you're probably going to have the run production. So, yeah, you're going to go Texas. I'm going to go Braves. There's our first uh, difference of the night. Um, and the final game, which is going to be one of the later games, uh, we're going to go with the Kansas City Royals and the San Diego Padres to finish it off. The Royals and the Athletics have been teams that we just cannot seem to get right. <laughs> just because one. Yeah, we can't even <laughs> touch the Athletics anymore. No, I mean, I, because I, I try to stay away from that game usually. <laughs> um, so who do you got? Padres who are 19 and 22, still under 500, which is shocking. And they Tatis will go, is back. Tatis right? is back. And they have one of the greatest lineups in baseball. They just seem like they cannot put it all together at once and win some games. The Royals, though, they average seven runs per game. And they they have 12 wins and 30 losses. Um, they do have their best pitcher on the mound in Mitch Keller. So that is promising for your Kansas City Royals. Um, this game, though, always hurts your score and your, and your record when, in these pickums, Just because the Royals, you never know what, they, what they're going to do. Well, exactly. You pick against them, but they're definitely a team that can upset or surprise people. Brewers did sweep them, by the way, 3-0 this weekend. Okay. okay. So are you, are they're, so, they're over vengeance then. I'm going to go upset. Okay. Upset tomorrow. Kansas City over San Diego. The Padres, are, like you said, their lineup's really good, but they can't seem to be playing team baseball yet. They're not ham and egging it. They're not getting people on base and knocking them home, getting them around the horn. Yeah, they can't put it together. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Young team. God. Oh, man, dude. I'm I'm stuck. I want to join you. I really do. Um, Bobby Witt's playing really good as of late. Salvador Perez, their older catcher. He just seems like he has not lost a step. Like, like I said, the offense is not the problem there in Kansas City. It's their pitching staff. And I, if I can hop on that train right now, I, I'd love to join you. Um, I just see the Padres turning this thing around and getting above 500 here soon. I'm going to go Padres. So me and Bryson, we end up differing on two games. Well, we do agree on that Mets Nationals game. Um, if you guys are following along, see who's going to win this week. Um, by the end of the year, we'd love to see who's going to win it all. Um, last time, I think last year around, we just we never finished it off, and uh, I think you were leading though. I think before I we before we stopped this segment. Um, but we're going to hop into our next segment, which is talk about some NHL hockey. We're actually about to go over to our buddies Al's tonight and uh, watch the game. So the Oilers need a win in order for them to force a Game 7. They are down 3-2 in the series. This is a huge game tonight. I mean, it's it's all or nothing right now. It is. And the most concerning part about Game 5 that worries me is the fact that Vegas... Or that we outshot Vegas and we couldn't find a way to put the puck in the net. And their goalie is a backup goalie too. And the fact that the Oilers are out shooting a team and then they're not winning is surprising because all year that's been the, that's been the case. If the Oilers are out shooting a team because our defensemen have been pretty bad, they've been allowing a lot of shots on goal, and that's been the downfall. But all of a sudden we're out shooting teams and we can't beat them. That's, that's not good. I agree. And... I keep coming back to this point as well. I feel like every time we talk, it's it's the goalie play for the Oilers that have hurt us. I mean, the we amount can't of times. Find, we can't find a goalie we like right now. Skinner will play well, and then we have to put Campbell in because he plays so bad in the next game. My big thing, though, too, BT, is that I feel that we, we go, okay, say we go Skinner, right? Skinner's their young guy. He's a rookie goalie, even though he has had some playing time. 
it's kind of like the MLB if where if you you know really don't play that many games or the NBA for example you're still considered a rookie the next season so Skinner really in his second year of experience but considered a rookie in the NHL he's had some ups and downs now he's played great sometimes where I'm like my my god if he plays like this all the time we are going to dominate especially with our power play and our star players like McDavid and Drysdale now um it seems that we cannot find a consistent goaltender. Uh, we, we tried Jack Campbell, who I thought was going to be a good addition for our squad when we signed him this offseason. Seems like he's been really, really ishy-washy, and he's been all right when he comes in like for, for uh, relief duties almost whenever Skinner is allowing four goals. He comes in, he might only allow one, or he shut the team out. He shut him out in game five. Game five. I mean, he's had some games. But it seems like they want to go with the younger hand. They want to go with their future goalie and Skinner a lot of the times. Um, do you know who's starting tonight? I'm guessing Skinner. It's got to be Skinner. And the other thing about this is that if you get Skinner reps now, Dreisaitl's only 28, McDavid's only 26. They're both on huge contracts for very long-term deals. If you, if you know those two cornerstones are going to be on this roster and you can get a cornerstone goalie that Stuart Skinner can develop into, because he has shown a lot of potential this year. He was in the Rookie of the Year watch list, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he was. And another thing, too, is a thing that we just keep coming back to. It's a depth on our squad. We have a really, really good first line. And then after that, whenever... The second line's all right with Dreisaitl and Hyman. Yep, but, but as that first soon as you sub them out... McDavid, Kaner, and I believe Nugent Hopkins Nuge, is on that first Nugent's line. on the first line as well. And then our defenseman, I mean, dude... I mean, it couldn't get worse. Darnell Nurse has to go, which I've been on that train now for a while. I don't know if Eckholm's playing tonight or not. He got hurt in game five. He did. Now, Eckholm's he's played all right in some games. Some games he was absent. Like, you, 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 he wasn't even out there on the, on the ice. Um, but we've had some decent games where we have not even needed to depend on our defensive guy, our defenseman. I mean, there's some games where we just outscore teams, and it doesn't matter how many goals Skinner or Campbell allows. We just need a really good game tonight. Now, do I think we can win two in a row? 100%. You think so? I don't know what it is, BT. I I think it's the goaltending that's getting me a little... Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's giving me some mixed singles here on, on whether I think we can actually win two straight. Um, another game that is left. The Dallas Stars and Seattle the Seattle Kraken. Kraken. Game seven. Shout out to Laner. Oh, my God. If I, I, you know, I'm always on the same, in the same boat. I don't know if the... Seattle can win two straight. They're a young team, but they have nothing to lose, man. This is a second-year team in the NHL, and they proved all the hater all the haters wrong. Now, yes, they had money to go out and spend on free agents. They had early draft picks, which hey, they didn't even need them this year with that that right kid. Now we've, ta- we've talked about the fact that the NHL sets up those startup franchises well it, too. It's like it doesn't even matter. Now I feel like in the NBA it'd be quite similar. I mean, not. Uh, I don't think they'd be as good just because of uh, super teams nowadays. But you know, I think you give them one year, one full season, and you go into an off season with all that money, and you can just build and just stack. And now with any any league around around the world, you can put uh, a lot of those monies into incentives and bonuses, and you could just create a powerhouse of a team. And that's not really what the Kraken have done. They kind of rely on their young guys, and they do have some older guys in there as well. Um, Matty uh, Beneers, he has played great for them. 
They have the geeky kid. I mean, they have a couple of a couple of really solid players. Yanni Gordy or Gord, as much as Lane likes to to ride that ride that guy. I mean, he is just playing great team hockey, and he always likes to get his guys involved. Um, Everly, I mean, he's played good for them as well. I mean, they just have from top to bottom. And how about Grubauer in the net? I was just about to mention the fact that they finally have some absolutely decent goaltending so far this playoffs. The goaltending has not been an issue for the Seattle Kraken. And even early on in the year when they made the transition over to Grubauer, they had Martin Jones in the net. And he has he's on a minimum deal, making like nothing for a year. Um, a veteran goaltender. He was playing really good ball for or really good hockey for them. And uh when they made the transition back over to their their center that they wanted for the future, who did not play good at all with that young team in the first year of their of their franchise. All of a sudden, he turns around. He's playing really, really good hockey here. Um, he's really just shutting out some teams, and he's doing just a good enough job uh, for the Kraken in order for them to get to a Game 7. And now, really, all is on the line, even though that team right there, I think they'll be flying around, and, and I think they might get a job done, BT. Well, I want to know a team that's getting the job done, though, Brenty, is the Florida Panthers. Oh, oh my god, dude! I I coming think, out of nowhere. I think they're the scariest team right now in the NHL. I I, I would not want to play them now. I I kind of thought the same way about the Devils, right? Just because of how they advanced, right to beat the Rangers. Yeah, and then they get they move on. I thought they were the same way, but now the Panthers though. Any team that'll go on to play the Panthers, I feel bad for you. Now I I think if the Oilers could figure it out, the goaltending. I think they'll be in the same boat because our our power play we mentioned it there's over no, 50 percent right now there's no the stopping series. it there's yeah. no stopping it um it doesn't matter how bad our depth is how bad our goaltending is we still have that power play um but i think the nhl right now is it's really entertaining and if the Oilers can force a game seven i think um j- just the sport overall just proves that i don't think you can beat playoff hockey no you, playoff hockey is up there with playoff football march madness like those, it's up there in that upper upper echelon. But NBA playoffs, well, we'll transition because Brent, you're Boston Celtics today. Holy Tatum, Tatum was Jason Tatum. the man, and it's always great to see when you know Tatum uh, plays great. Just because um, early on this in this series, he was just not really playing great basketball. I mean, he was missing a bunch of shots, um, and it's almost like he was forcing some shots as well, and. You know, putting up, I think that one game he had 19 points and I mean, he did have like a crap ton of rebounds. But um, our team, I'm telling you, just great. We're a great defensive team. And if we can put it together and have Tatum score 25 plus, Jalen Brown score 25 plus. Is Jalen Brown staying? Do you think? I, I, don't, I don't think he is. I think he would like to. I just think Boston has um, kind of other thoughts just because in order for. For us to continue to to build on this, I think we'll we'll create a dynasty here, which we have in the last couple of years. I um, mean, I know Brad Stevens isn't the head coach anymore, but when he moved to that general manager spot or whatever, I think that dynasty has continued, and he has had a um, a winning Celtics team these last couple of seasons, and it's it's been going five all, plus years going all the way back to the bubble and the year before that. I mean, even the with bubble, Isaiah Thomas, when yeah. as when we first acquired Isaiah Thomas, and ever since then, which that team is. You you look at the the roster. I mean, you got Avery Bradley at the two, and and Jay Crowder at the three. And this was Crowder that was a nobody 
Uh, in our first big offseason, we spent money on Al Horford, who's now back for his second stint here in Boston. I mean, Brad Stevens has done a great job. We drafted Marcus Smart, drafted Terry Rozier. Rozier goes on. He's playing some um, good basketball there in, in Charlotte. I mean, it just the way Brad Stevens has done it, and now with, with Brown and Tatum, it, we're a tough team to stop. And I'm actually surprised we ended up beating Philly just, just because of how that series started. And just the way we finished there, I, I think Boston's going to have a good shot at winning the championship. Yeah, they, and especially with the teams they got to play. The Lakers and the Nuggets. The Nuggets, Nuggets are going to be a tough team to beat. I don't think the Lakers. I good, think that good run by LA. Though. Oh, LA's got a terrific run going. Took down the defending champs. Steph Curry just didn't have enough help. I no. think he averaged over thirty a game. But I mean, Clay Thompson, where was he? Jordan Poole, where was he? There is no help. What What would you say now? Like the Warriors' future plans are. I, mean, I think Draymond is out of their picture. I, well, just because BT, he came off the bench right in one game of the playoffs. Correct. Okay. Now Draymond has also been a guy to be known. Okay, gets suspended a lot, a lot of technical fouls, right? You got Clay Thompson, who disappeared for Game Six in that final game, right? Clay's not getting any younger. Jordan Poole's coming off the bench. Clay Thompson or not? Steph Curry is how old now? Thirty six. Okay. Um, I, I do think that they could definitely have another run. I think you keep that team together still, you're still going to make it to the playoffs. But I was just so shocked that they got beat by L.A. in that series. Like, where in the world was that old Warriors team that I used to always watch? I mean, I, I don't know what it was, BT. It just did not feel the same this year. Now, I think if you always have Steph, you're going to you're gonna make a run. A you're going to have a chance. Um, it, you know... If you got one of the best players on the planet, which I think he is, number one, maybe number two, just how he shoots the ball and and I mean the dude can drop forty in a night consistently. So I think if you get him a little more help, like you mentioned, but I do think <clears throat> Jalen Brown. I think if you tear down a, some of this, you know, if the you, old big if three you matched up exactly that old big three. If you matched up Steph Curry with Jalen Brown, Jordan Poole. And Kevon Looney, coming off the, Kevon Looney had a great year at center. He had the dude's got balls. I'm telling him, man. Like the, he, he just he, like he gives it all he's got, the, and he rebounds the hell out of the basketball. Maybe bring back Draymond for another year or two just to solidify that top five because Draymond can still play a little bit. He's not the scorer. Wait, did you mention Clay? Did you mention Clay? I did not mention. Okay, but I was about to get there. I'm like, okay, so it's Clay. I think he's the odd end out. I think hey, he's, you're going to be watching him next year. I have, feeling, I have a feeling he would be the one to come over that's if Jalen was Jaylen to be traded. And I think Wiggins would Wiggins also join him, correct? That's why I didn't say him either. Okay, so I think Wiggins would join um, you know, Boston, that group. That would be. I, I do think that would be a really good trade for really both squads. Um, I think the Celtics get a little more depth, even though they've already had a decent, decent team, right? Too, some draft picks as well. You're also taking on Clay Thompson's big contract. Wiggins does not uh, have Thompson. Thompson's only got one more one, year. one more year, which is not terrible for Boston's future. And I don't think it would be anything more than one year that Boston would be. See, I did see that Golden State wants Clay back if he takes a pay cut. Pay cut. That's that's something that Clay's got to decide on because he loves it in Golden State. He obviously likes his teammates a lot because he's got Steph. Um, he's he's got Draymond who's been there forever. Steve Kerr, who's been his head coach. Um, for the longest time, and 
it'd be tough to see 11 in a different jersey. But he is probably the man that is going to get the boot out of all those players that are left from the old big three. Um, I, I see the Warriors still building, still making runs in the playoffs, just probably not with some of those familiar faces that we have seen. Um, we're going to hop into the last segment of the day. Not too much football. So what we're going to be doing, how about a little trivia? All right. Ooh, trivia. A little trivia. You know what? We're going we're gonna to enter with some trivia here. And I'm going to ask Bryson some questions first. All right. So our first five questions are going to be based on the Green Bay Packers only. And our last question is NFL-based question. And we're going to score this the way it is. We'll probably en- introduce this to our new segment um, starting after this one here. So in 2009, Monday Night Football was a stage for Brett Favre. First game against the Packers versus Minnesota. Took on the visiting Green Bay Packers. What was the result of the contest? So Favre returns. No, Favre, Favre played in Minneapolis. Okay. Oh, in Minneapolis, yes. First game against Green Visiting Bay. Green Bay. What was the result? I'm pretty sure Brett Favre threw like one or two touchdown passes to Randy Moss. Ah, no, it wouldn't have been Randy Moss. It would have been... Who would have Remember, been? I cannot see the answer to these questions. So I'm, yeah, I'm just... I'm thinking of asking who won, who lost. Yeah, I think the Vikings won that game. Okay. I know the Vikings won that game. Bryson I think goes Brett Vikings. Favre had a great game that game. Okay. What Packers legend was the first NFL player to catch more than 50 passes in... In a season, and to have the first ever a thousand yard receiving season, I, I have a I have a guess, but I'm not gonna give you any hints here. Sterling Sharp. Okay. In 2005, when Packer became the first player in NFL history to have his number officially retired by two teams. 2005. This is a really tough one. 2005. <laughs> Who in the hell? All right, so two teams. I got. I got to also a guess. I think it's gonna be wrong, but I want to hear your guess here. Two teams. Reggie White. Wow. Okay, that's not gonna be my guess, but I think you are one hundred percent correct. So Green Bay has had the first overall pick in the NFL draft twice. Oh God, no! I think that, I think this. One, you know, we're gonna discard this question. In nineteen fifty-seven and fifty-nine were those selections, and I don't think you're yeah, gonna, no. okay. Well, I mean, probably Bart Starr would my Bart Starr and Don Hudson maybe would be those picks. Okay, needs to go Bart Starr, Don Hudson. <laughs> I don't what know. what Green Bay Packer recorded the first defensive touchdown in a playoff overtime game in NFL history? First ever. <laughs> first ever. Jesus. Uh dude, this is this is a tough. This is. Okay, the title of this one is First and Five, okay? So this, wow, is this one something? I don't, I don't even have a guess. I... Okay, my last question for you, NFL-based. I thought this one off the top of my head, by the way. Um, this guy, one of my favorite quarterbacks to ever do it, even though I never got to watch him. Never, never got to watch him play. I just I watched his NFL, uh, NFL life, football life or whatever on NFL Network. Which team did Doug Flutie first play for in the NFL after his short stint in the USFL? Doug Flutie, people do not know, he was the Heisman Trophy winner for Boston College. Now I'm going to give you your four, you know, multiple choice answers here. Was it the Chargers? Was it the Bears? Was it the Titans or the Colts? Now think back in 19, I believe it was 85 or 95. 85, I think. I'm not really quite sure. Titans 
probably were not the team. So you got three. Titans and the Colts probably weren't the team either. Okay. So you're down to two teams. The Bears and the who else did you say? The Chargers. I I think it's the Chargers. Okay, there's BT's answers. Uh, we will get back to you with the results. And now I have a question that I came up with. Okay, so you want me to do that one first then? All right, you hit that one for me first here. Which NFL team has the most postseason wins in NFL history? Is it the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots, or the Dallas Cowboys? The Cowboys during the 90s were they, they were sensational. They were a powerhouse. Great offensive line. Aikman had some good weapons as well. Good defense. Um, the Steelers, they had the most Super Bowl wins. I, I'm not sure if they still do. The Patriots have the most Super Bowl wins. The Patriots the most Super Bowl wins now, but they, I believe the Steelers did right before the that. The Steelers did right and before The World's that. Championships the is Patriots Green Bay. The Patriots have seven. The Steelers have six. Steelers have six. And then Green Bay has the most championships in the NFL. But I think that this. This is just based on the, uh, Super the playoff era. era. Super Bowl era? Super Bowl era. Super Bowl era. Okay. All right, I'm going to have to go, oh, man, I want to say the Steelers. Steelers? Yeah, now we're going to go back to the other one now and see if we – see okay. if I'm going to answer these pretty quick. I'm going to go until the nine, the Vikings win, if that's what it's asking for. Five through three touchdowns and the Vikings won. Okay, so I'm, we're both going to point for that. Now, what Packer legend was the first of a player to catch more than 50 NFL – or 50 passes in 1,000 yards? Is it saying, like, first ever, like, as in – First NFL player. Ever. I'm gonna go with Don Hudson, like the first ever. He's the well, he's got one of the uh, the best stats. I mean, for the a player to play so long ago, got his number retired in Green Bay. I, I just think he he's definitely got that. Now, what is the third question? Was it the 2005? What player became the first player in NFL? So history? you went Reggie White. I'm gonna go with Herb Adderley. Uh, I think he might have got retired for the Packers and the Cowboys. Cornerback. Long time ago. Um, then we skipped. Yeah, them. we're gonna skip the first overall picks. Probably should know that. I mean, we had barely even had it. What's the yeah, last one? And my two guesses were not we're, right. We're not right. Either. Wait, um, I'm gonna guess one though. Okay. Um Paul Horning. Holy shit. <laughs> Was that actually right? Yeah. That's okay, I'm gonna go right. Paul Horning and then Ray Nevsky. Nope. Randy Duncan. Okay. Randy Duncan. okay, all right, I got Randy one. Randy Duncan in the nineteen fifty-nine draft went and, first. And overall. uh Horning was fifty-seven out of Notre Dame, I believe. And then the last question was first deep at the touchdown in NFL history. Uh what was that what was that dude? Um used were eighty one. Green Bay. I don't know. <laughs> I remember he was, there's a book in our library. I don't forget. Okay, I'm gonna skip that one. It's way more recent than you would think. Oh, then I'm gonna go with Lee. way more recent. I want to go Al Harris. <laughs> was it the Seattle Seahawks? Seattle Al, Al Harris. Okay. Al Harris All right, man. Well, that was not bad. All right. So well, the answers were right. Brett Favre won. Brett Favre won. Don so, Hudson. Okay. And was, you got Reggie White. I got Reggie White, and we kind of both skipped the yep. last two. And Al Harris. And Al Harris, you got it. And you. Did I, did I get you? No, question? it was the Bears. It was the Bears. Yeah, he played for the okay. Bears in 86. And he did play for the Chargers in his career, though, okay. down, the, down the line. It was the New England Patriots. Dang. At 37 postseason. You know, I, I just the thought Packers was... have 36. 
The Steelers have 35. The Cowboys have 34. Because Dallas, like I said, they were good in the 90s. I mean, San the, like, Francisco most recent. also has 36. Oh, so San Fran's up there as well. Yeah, San okay. Fran is tied, Th- tied with, with Green, Green Bay. All right, man, that'll wrap things up. We are so... What an episode. Man, we're so pumped to introduce quick. some new segments. Quick. Uh, we got to go, go watch that hockey game, though. Yeah, we got a hockey game starting here. All right, man. Hey, go Oilers. Go Oilers. Go Oilers.